and welcome to the American Society of Regional Anesthesia and Pain Medicine. We are at the ASRA Pain Medicine Fall Meeting in Orlando, Florida, and I have a wonderful group of people with me today, and we're going to be talking about the role of trainees and engagement of trainees in the society and what that means for the future of pain medicine. Um, and uh, I'm really excited to hear their perspectives on this, um, their perception of the society, what they need from the society, and where they can get involved to make the society better for themselves and for all of us in the pain uh, medicine community. So I'm going to let them do their own introductions today. So like I said, I'm Raj Gupta. I'm from Vanderbilt University in Nashville, Tennessee, and um, I'm on the board of directors for ASRA Pain Medicine. It's a privilege and honor to be part of this society, and uh, I always like sharing what we're doing with other people. So this is our opportunity today. So Kelly, you want to start with introductions? Sure. So I'm Kelly Jaremko. I'm an assistant professor at Johns Hopkins. I'm regional anesthesia and acute pain trained. I do that both of those as well as OR and our perioperative pain clinic, which is why I'm here at the chronic pain meeting. And so I've been involved in ASRA a really long time. I think I was a member now for a decade. And so I started as a medical student and now an attending. So I have an interesting perspective of how things have changed over time. And I'm really excited to be here. Great, next. Uh, my name is Harrison Plunkett. I'm currently a chronic pain fellow at the University of Virginia uh, and uh, was an anesthesia resident there as well and originally from Atlanta, Georgia. Hi, I'm Yasmin Stratopan. I'm currently a pain fellow at University of Virginia. Um, I did my residency at University of Louisville and I've been involved with ASRA since my CA2 year at um, University of Louisville. Hello, I'm Vatsambai. I'm a PGY3 at Emory University in Atlanta. I've been involved with ASRA for three years now and am applying to chronic pain this year. I'm so impressed already with these introductions. You guys have been involved with this organization longer than I was even thinking about doing regional anesthesia acute pain when I was a resident. I, it wasn't even occurring to me as early as you guys have been thinking about it. Kelly obviously started as a med student. Um, so uh, Kelly, let's start with your introduction um, of where the residents, uh, we focus on residents and fellows, but there's actually a role for med students as well. Where the current status of that is in the organization? Sure. So as I mentioned, things have evolved over the last several years. When I joined, I was in an MD-PhD program presenting research here, and there were not that many things focused on trainees. There was a curriculum at some of the meetings and the resident section committee, which is a program where residents can apply to to get involved in leadership, education, and more learning about ASRA, as well as getting ready for fellowship. So that has existed for quite some time. Um, other things are, at the meetings, there are resident travel awards, or trainee, I believe any trainee presenting research can apply, and it's part of the abstract overview when they go through and pick the best abstracts from trainees, and so that's a wonderful program to get people here. Uh, I noticed since I was already interested in pain and regional and research in that area that when I went through the last several years of med school, our training on pain education was not up to the level I had hoped. And I had this interesting perspective. So we, I talked with some people here when I was still um, a resident and we came up with the idea of creating a special interest group for improving pain education at the training level. So that has evolved since 2016, and we have some opportunities there. Um, there's plenty of other opportunities coming up. 
there's always the opportunity to do newsletters, and you basically, for the Azure News, can get paired with a faculty member as a mentor and talk about a project. It's, it's something you can put on your CV. It's a good experience for networking. We always have the resident uh, and fellowship director meet and greet at each meeting, one for chronic pain and one for acute pain in the spring. And so those are another great time for networking. I've found over the years the energy level of the trainees has gone up and the ASRA has openly had open arms to welcome them and are improving more and more things and opening more things up to residents and medical students. So I think that's great. Just this year, they developed a medical student task force that will be, it's a dual purpose, and it's to create a curriculum of basic acute and chronic pain and regional modules to share through ASRA to universities and programs for, for teaching. and. The other thing is to introduce ASRA as a pain society to medical students and residents who may not even know about anesthesia yet, let alone how to get into pain medicine. So lots of opportunities, and they're always growing. Um, I'm interested to hear how you guys have engaged with those different opportunities and how to, your experience has been so far. So we'll move on to Harrison. I, I want to point out before Harrison that you speak that you know, the program directors for chronic pain have been part of ASRA mm -hmm. um, for a few years now. And then recently, regional anesthesia is moving towards a match system. And the right. program directors for regional anesthesia fellowships are now coming together. And they're also going to be under the umbrella of ASRA pain medicine. So we're going to have the fellowship directors for both regional anesthesia, acute pain medicine, and chronic pain mm -hmm. under the umbrella of ASRA pain medicine. Mm -hmm. So it creates a home base for not um, just uh, networking for fellowship positions, but then also um, those are the same people that connect up for job opportunities afterwards. Right. So um, med students exploring this field, med uh, residents, fellows, there's a role for all of them in that chain and an investment in those trainees within the organization that's intentional. It's, this was not just happened by happenstance. Right. This is an intentional change to make sure that trainees have a home uh, here in this organization. So Harrison, tell me a little bit how you see um, the role of trainees in this organization and the opportunities that they have here. So I think that um, from my perspective, you know, trainees will probably always represent the future of the organization um, and you know, a, a moldable group of uh, uh, smart individuals who uh, can be served by uh, older members of the community who've uh, attained that wisdom and um, have a number of years of practice under their belt. And so uh, for me, uh, you know, this organization really has helped shape some of my practices, um, whether it's um, becoming involved with scholarly projects. Um, and even my own, you know, involvement in didactics. Uh, you know, I think one of the things that uh, Yasmin and I both have taken advantage of is the um, live webinar series that the APPD uh, and ASRA puts on. And so that's become a staple of my own study habits once a month to log in and try and consume that uh, and, you know, advance my own understanding of pain medicine. Yeah, we didn't even talk about the webinar. So this is a series that started of just a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. primarily out of the need from COVID to, to keep continuing the conversation, the education, when we couldn't meet in person, and it's sustained and we realize that there's a value add. This is a free access for members to join these webinars. They happen, I think, every month now, um, directly focused on needs of fellows, both regional and 
chronic pain fellows from topics as, you know, what you would expect in procedural techniques or review of literature, but also to practice management, career finding opportunities and skills, um, matching in the fellowship programs. So broad spectrum of topics in those webinars and, and, and free for our, our um, fellows and residents to, and med students to access. I mean, it's really a great opportunity to connect with faculty, but then also kind of learn in the process. Yeah, it's been, so as far as, um, you know, when you're thinking about uh, uh, coming to these meetings, right, as a trainee, um, the obvious things are go to a workshop, the obvious things are network at the meet and greet. Mm -hmm. What else are you looking for when you come to these meetings? Do you find it? Do you find something more that you want that we can do as an organization to improve that experience attending these meetings? Wow, that's a good question. Um, I personally, I come to the meetings mainly to network, to meet um, mentors, and to basically get updated. There's so much stuff that you see in your own home institution, but once you step outside, you see what other people are doing, and that's. I don't know, that's exciting for me as a, learn, as a trainee and, and, and I'm learning right now. Um, in terms of like what other stuff I'm looking for, I, I personally like, like, I go to ASA meetings, but I love ASRA, it's very tight knit. You know, it feels, when you come here, you don't feel like, oh my God, I'm just, I'm lost in this whole mass of like crowd. You're very much like, you know, you know people, you get to see people, you can connect with people. And I think that's what I enjoy about ASRA a lot. And then also, you also see opportunities. There's so much things that's going on that you don't, you're not aware of sometimes. And when you come to these meetings, you're like, oh my God, that's an opportunity that I didn't even think about, you know? So those are things that I'm like, that I enjoy basically. One of the opportunities you mentioned mentorship mm -hmm. in your thing. So we've actually formalized mentor programs in the organization. So you can match up as a, as a trainee, but also even as junior faculty, as you guys evolve in your careers, you can continue to be matched up with a faculty mentor at another institution. Um, what, what we found is that when people talk about mentorship, um, sometimes they don't have the appropriate type of mentor in their own institution, mm -hmm. or if they do, it doesn't complete their needs of mentorship. You know, the mentorship is sometimes it's academic, sometimes it's administrative, sometimes research, sometimes, so people's needs for mentorship are different, and one person doesn't encompass all of those needs. And so we have an official process, which has actually been going really well, where we pair up um, uh, ASRA members with other ASRA uh, pain medicine members, faculty, senior faculty, um, to have regular meetings throughout the year online, by phone, have a contact for advice, uh, resources, whatever, and then also to connect in person when they get here. Um, that's the more upper level of mentorship. We have even a lower just low impact level. Sometimes being a mentee feels like an obligation. We have a lower level of one which is just somebody to help you kind of figure out how to get through the meeting, right? I got to meet one of, uh, one of the residents and it was just like, how do you get the highest yield out of the meeting? Talk to somebody who's been here before. Where should I be standing at what time? What meeting sessions should I make sure I don't miss as a trainee? You know, um, a couple of handshakes to start the introductions and then there's a ripple effect that occurs from there. So uh, the society is very intentional. Again, I, I, re I reference that intentionality again to say we recognize the importance of our trainees and we've created infrastructure to make sure that you get the highest yield out of being part of the society. 
So those are things that if those of you guys who don't take advantage of those mentor programs, I encourage you to go find the Mentor Match program in at Azure Pain Medicine at azure.com and sign up for that. We do that every year and it's a cycling thing. I even signed up for a mentor for myself and I got paired up with Dr. Anahi Perlis, who's just the most amazing person. And we had some wonderful conversations that were helpful for me uh, as somebody who's a few years back in his career than, than she is. So um, opportunities for every level of person in that regard. And I can vouch for the mentor-mentee program. I think as a resident, when I was trying to maneuver the whole application process of applying for pain fellowship, you know, I I signed up for it. I got matched up with Dr. Lynn Cohen, and it was amazing. She's pretty good. I like her. Yeah. <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> so, it, but it helped me maneuver things. And along the way, when you now that interviews are virtual, like what red flags to look for, you know, because you don't get that feel anymore. So you, as having that mentor, someone to tell you, like, hey, these are things maybe you want to look out for. These are things to gauge, basically. So it was very helpful, in my opinion. So that's what do you think as far as, um, you know, let's think to the future. Yeah. Uh, a little bit, and I know this is a kind of think off the top of your head, and it's hard to do sometimes, but where do you see uh, the role of trainees in this organization that as you are a trainee and you want to be participating in this way, but also if you become a part of the organization and have an opportunity to change what other trainees are experiencing, where do you think that they would increase their both yield from coming and being a member, but also hopefully generate that loyalty over time so we expand our entire group. Yeah, I think two real important things to me that I've gained from Azra is networking, like we talked about with the mentorship program. I've been a part of that for two years now and I've really um, used it to my advantage. I've met Dr. Jerome to go through that. And I also met a private pain physician the first year I was in it, so it's a pretty comprehensive view at the field. Um, so that's something I really stress to um, uh, new trainees looking to get into the field because they can get a glimpse of anything that they want and it can help them get into the next stages of their career and, uh, and so forth like you were mentioning with your own mentor. Um, in terms of where I think um, mentees can help with shaping kind of the future of it, I think the education portion is going to be pretty crucial. Um, there are a lot of things that are varied amongst uh, the different parts of the nation. So uh, in my state, we're a little bit more conservative with certain things like uh, medical marijuana. And I went on a talk today um, that was given by people who are in states that this is legal. And um, I know that that is going to be trending towards where the rest of the nation is going. And so being a part of these discussions helps you start to formulate how you'll approach it when it hits your state so that you're not lagging behind and trying to catch up to everyone else and you'll have a game plan. And I think those kind of conversations are really crucial for the future. Um, and so as a trainee, what I take away from that is that I can have more discussions within my own network at home, at my home institution, with people I'm involved with, and start thinking about um, new technologies and new things in the field. And so that's something that I think is valuable. Yeah, and um, Kelly, coming back to you, so um, I, I don't want to go on a long, long diatribe today on this conversation, but I think it's really important that trainees that listen to this have an action plan, right? So f from somebody who's seen the process from when we weren't super engaging mm -hmm. with trainees to now we've been more intentional about it, what is the action plan you recommend for somebody who's thinking about being part of this organization but wants to make an impact as well? Sure, so I think that's a great point. Uh, first, become a member. Uh, yep, that's, absolutely. That and it's not expensive as it's a not, trainee to be a member. It's, it's really cheap. 
And then you have access to all the resources such as webinars, um, news articles, newsletters, special interest groups. And then as you're trying to figure out what your interest is, lie, there are these special interest groups that you can get involved in. So if you know you're going into chronic pain or you really love POCUS or you know you want to do global health, there are SIGs for all of those. So I think that's a great way to get involved early on if you already have something in mind. But if I'm you're gonna, not... I'm going to interrupt you a okay. second. So there's a distinction between committees and special interest yes. groups. So committees, you uh, apply for and then there's a review process and the president or the president-elect are choosing their committee members based on a variety of things in the application process. Special interest groups are completely voluntary. Right. Anybody can join any special interest group. Right. So that's one that it's all your own effort, right? Any effort you put into it increases your yield and there is no barrier to entry there. Right, and there are leadership positions within those as sure. well, and they're open to trainees, anyone who's excited about it. And it's low commitment in that if you're really busy in medical school and residency, there's not a lot that you have to do to get involved but still benefit. But I agree, the more you put in, the more you get back. If uh, you are a resident, I would say the resident section committee is another great thing to join. Uh, as far as I know, there is no cap on the number of members. The applications uh, are always in November, December now. And the great thing is it gives you a view of what a, how a society runs. Mm -hmm. It's our own little resident trainee It's a society group. within a society. Exactly. <laughs> and so... Very energetic group of people. For the future, it helps us figure out how to be better. Yeah. And it really allows people to affect change. There's education options in that. And then the next thing I'd say is come to a meeting. Uh, yeah. Even if it's virtual, uh, just getting an idea of the content. But the networking is so, so critical. And that can really help answer some of those questions as you're going through. So I guess be a member. Look into the special interest groups. If you're a resident, start thinking about joining the resident section committee. You can apply even in your first year, and there's leadership positions there. And then try and attend a meeting and see what where your interests lie and start networking. So those are. Can I add one other little yes. piece? Of bring your friends. Oh yes, bring so your friends. Part of this, and and I think that um, you guys talked about it multiple times, is that it feels pleasant to be here. And part of the reason it feels pleasant is that you enjoy the people that are here. And so share the, don't bring your friends that you don't like. Bring, bring the people that you like here and, and then let's grow that community of people that enjoy being with each other because then learning becomes easier. It's, you're already in a positive frame of mind. Right. And then we grow as a group that way. So bring your friend uh, along with you. And I would say with networking, just like everyone has said, Azra is very friendly. There is no one too big that you can't talk to. You know, the president of the society, you have a question, you love to talk, you want to get involved, you can go up to those people and they are more than willing to talk to you. So don't be scared. Just because you're just a medical student or just a resident, you should, uh, you know, talk to people. <laughs> All right, one last point from each of you. Brief, if there's anything else you want to add or a comment you want to make, just to, we'll go around for the three of you guys. If there's any ask, little quick comment you want to make, uh, <clears throat> having 
uh, presented multiple years now uh, at different um, uh, papers that uh, have conducted uh, as a part of being a resident and now as a fellow. Uh, you know, I'm amazed at sort of reinforcing the same point that Kelly's already made is that uh, seeing medical students come up and present next to me uh, or, you know, right behind me uh, in the same, same time slot uh, and seeing that progression. And I think part of that. Um, What's allowed that to happen is the rebranding, so that ASRA captures, uh, you know, all of pain medicine, both the acute nature and uh, the chronic uh, nature of pain. And so, I think it's been remarkable to see that expansion, uh, you know, with abstracts this year as far as numbers and um, you know the diversity under the umbrella of ASRA has been very fun to to witness. Yasmin. Um, I think what I, what I would say is um, for people, who are, for all of all residents, med students who wants to get involved, I feel like I incur, I'd say do it, mainly because we are the future of this mm -hmm. organization. And if, we don't, if we're not present and if we're not voicing our opinions, things aren't going to change. And not only that, ASRA is interested in our voice. They want to hear us because they want to cater to us. So if we don't voice it, they're not going to know. And we can't say, oh, something's not feeding to my needs or something. That's not the organization's fault. It's just we just haven't voiced it. So I would encourage everyone to come to the table and voice our opinions because ASRA is listening, you know, because I've gotten so much as a member from training from residency to even as a fellow. And as I continue on my career, I know I'm going to get so much more out of it only because they're interested in hearing us. That's a great point. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I'm part of a few different memberships just as a trainee, and um, I've been very surprised with the, well, the size of this organization. It's just the right size for um, your growth as an individual, and then um, the quality overall has been just really amazing. Um, I feel like it's almost effortless to just come to these meetings and learn from people and meet people, so I've been very happy and satisfied with this um, organization. Well, I want to thank all of you guys for joining me. This is um, Every time I talk to our trainee groups, I'm always uh, reinvigorated myself because you guys have the energy that feeds us to keep doing things and adding things and building our programs. Um, for those of you guys who are watching, um, uh, just get involved. Be present. Get involved. Join us. We want you to be part of the party that we're having here and um, have fun with us and learn from us and, and help build us uh, into a bigger and better for the future. But thank you again for all of you. Um, I, I really love talking with you and I look forward to working with you in the future. Thank you. Thank you everybody.